here's here's the here's a here's a question that we're going to kind of be referring back to um, for the next several minutes. Um, just uh, and and you know, I had you close your eyes, uh, uh, you know, a couple of times uh, in recent weeks. Um, so so maybe you want to do that if it's going to help block out distractions. But um, just what are the biggest things on your mind right now? Um, as you're thinking about wrapping up uh, the month of November and beginning the month of December, <gasps> what are the biggest things on your mind? Um, as you're bringing 2021 to a close and you're starting 2022, what are the biggest things on your mind right now? Um, I want you to just kind of get to a place uh, where you can just name in your head maybe two, three even four things that are the biggest things on your mind right now. Um, if you close your eyes, you can open them, just so I know that you're not falling asleep on me. Um, I, I want to uh, put up four different pictures or four different things that are typically uh, big things on our minds, especially in the months of kind of November, December. Um, the first one uh, that you saw there, go ahead and back up one, right? Just, just people, right? Often people's opinions, um, this is often a big thing on our mind, people's opinions about us. Uh, we, we tend to care a lot about that, partly uh, more so in the month of November, December, because we're around a lot more people, we're around family, we're around a lot more friends, we go to a lot more parties, we do a lot more stuff with people. And so um, we want to live in harmony and peace with one another. We, we want others to like us. We don't want other people to be mad at us. Um, and, um, and, and so we spend time trying to please people around us. It's a big thing on our heart and our mind. Um, another one, um, go ahead with the second picture, right, is our uh, to-do list. Uh, there is an awful lot to get done in the month of uh, November, December. Amen? Yeah? Are, are you tracking with me? Am I the only one? That wasn't a very hearty amen back to me, uh, so maybe I'm all alone. I see one hand waving, right? Uh, the to-do list, there is an awful lot to get done, and it becomes a big thing um, in our minds. Um, the, the next one, go ahead and put up the next one. Um, you see the ornaments there? I didn't know how best to describe this, but this is just the, the dreaded word stuff. <laughs> stuff, right? There's just a lot of extra stuff in November, December. I mean, there's like decorating for uh, Thanksgiving and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden you take it down, right? And uh, like in my house, because we're pressed for time, we take it down and we set up the same day. It was crazy, right? Uh, so, so you decorate the house, uh, you make cookies, and you decorate those cookies. You've got all kinds of extra stuff like parties to go to. Um, you've got all kinds of extra shopping to do as you uh, think about trying to buy gifts for other people. Oh, man, you've got, uh, of course, uh, you receive some gifts along the way. There's just lots of extra stuff. Uh, fourth one is the dreaded four-letter word. Now everybody's really curious. Uh, there we go. Work, right? The dreaded four-letter. Yeah, I had you curious what I was going to put up there, didn't Weren't you? Yeah. Work, the dreaded four-letter word. Uh, for and, and this is not just particular to the November-December timeline, right? This is just kind of in life in general. Um, in America, right, we tend to, you know, be really connected to our work. Our identity and our work are almost exactly uh, similar to one another. We often are what we do. And even if we kind of know that that shouldn't be true, uh, it tends to be true as we kind of walk through our lives. 
Okay, um, uh, just kind of hold on to that uh, for a couple of minutes. We're going to be referring back to those four pictures and those four things uh, periodically. I want you to just think about that word peace. I gave you one definition already. It's the absence of conflict, right? So if there's two people and uh, there's no conflict, there's no war, no fighting between those two people, we would say that those two people are at peace, right? Two nations, no conflict, no war between those two nations. Those would be uh, nations that are at peace with one another. A different definition um, is to say that, um, that when you have peace, you are complete or whole. Uh, and Emma, we should have those up there, right? Complete or whole. Um, this is like the biblical, nobody in the world is going to talk like this. But when the, when the Bible is talking about peace, it's talking about a sense of completeness or a sense of wholeness. Um, when the Bible's talking about peace, it's a, it, it's a sense of, of, of well-being deep down in our hearts. Uh, I've often uh, kind of described it as like there's chaos all around us, but even when there's chaos all around us, uh, our hearts are still calm. Um, there's chaos all around us, but deep down in our hearts, we are still all good, right? Two thumbs up kind of thing. Peace. Um, so uh, consider the, the list of, uh, of big things uh, that you had. I, I mean, I gave you four, but uh, just consider your own list of big things or the, or the things that we've already mentioned. Is there any peace in those big things that we mentioned already? Any peace in those things? See, our tendency, because we're in church and we know what the right answer is, our tendency is to say, nope, no peace in those things at all. But think about this, right? Um, Satan is so subtle because because if those things were just like, just blatantly no peace anywhere at all in any one of those things, then, then we wouldn't even dabble in those things at all. But, but the reality is that there's little glimmers of peace in every one of those things. Just think about this. As we are, when, as we are thinking about the people around us and we are trying to live in harmony and live in peace and, and, and have, uh, uh, you know, when, when people's opinions are a big thing in our, in our own heart and mind, then there's like this sense that we're doing the right thing and we're working towards peace, right? We're working for harmony. We are trying our best to live in peace with one another, and we know that we should. And so there's just this little glimmer of, hey, this is the right thing to be doing. Um, when we think about our to-do list, man, it feels so good, right, to just cross some of those things off of that to-do list. And you get a sense of, of movement towards completeness or movement towards wholeness, Right? And, and, and when you see more things crossed off than things that are still left on that list, oh man, that feels so good, right? It's like, oh man, yeah, this is, I'm moving towards peace. As soon as this list is done, then I'll have peace. Um, and all that stuff, right? There are some sweet moments when we get to like go to a party with friends or with coworkers. It's just sweet moments to enjoy. Um, you, when you get just that reaction that you wanted from the gift that you bought, oh, that feels so good, right, in our hearts. Um, when, uh, when, when you get a gift that you really need or that you really want, oh, that's so good, right? There's like peace attached to those things. And, and when we are at work, right, there's a sense of uh, when, you, when you have success at work, um, then you feel successful. And there's a sense of peace that comes from that. Um, but of course, the reality which you all identified just moments ago is that, is that peace that comes from worldly things is going to be a shallow, incomplete, and momentary peace at best, right? 
Um, j just think about this, right? When, 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 when people's opinions are the biggest things on our mind, then, then we spend a lot of time worrying <laughs> and a lot of time kind of waffling from who we actually are. Uh, we spend a lot of time um, uh, anxious about what this person thinks about me or what that person thinks about me. And man, when, when criticism comes your way, it's like a, a, a punch to the gut, right? And, and the reality is, of course, we know this, that, that you're never going to please everyone, <laughs> right? Just not. And, and so the reality is that, that while it feels good to work towards peace, that peace is shallow and short-lived at best. Uh, the to-do list, right? Um, uh, when you look at the to-do list, uh, it's nice to cross things off, but you often feel, what, overwhelmed <laughs> by the sheer amount of things on that list, right? There, there's a sense that there's not enough hours in the day, and there's not enough days in the week, and there's not enough weeks in the month to get everything done that you want to get done. Um, and, uh, and, and maybe there's just that sense of, I never get enough done, right? You come home, your spouse, this never happens to me, right? You, your spouse says, hey, um, how did your day go? And you just rattle off all the things that you didn't get done instead of the things that you did get done. Uh, stuff, right? Uh, the stuff, of course, uh, never fully satisfies as much as we would like it to. <laughs> um, we're, we're always wanting more. Um, uh, we're, we're always like looking forward to the next event or the next thing or the, or, 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 or the next uh, party and never just enjoying the moment as it comes. Work. <laughs> I think we know all too well that work uh, uh, doesn't always bring peace. It's nice when we work hard and there's success and, and, and we see some fruit from our work. And, and yet there are times when we experience failures and when things don't go right and things aren't going as planned. And all of a sudden we feel like a failure. Right, because we've done the wrong thing, we've attached our identity to our work, we are what we do, and so oftentimes when we feel like a failure at work, then we just say, oh, I'm a failure. There's not really much peace when we think about those biggest things on our hearts and on our minds, uh, those biggest things uh, that cloud our hearts and our minds. All right, let me give you a new word here. This is a little bit of a dangerous path, but uh, we're halfway through, I think, ish, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Halfway-ish through the, through the sermon. Let me give you a new word. Just say glory. No, come on, say the word glory. Let me just make sure that we're all on the same page here, right? So this is a little bit of redefining uh, our, our, our biggest things list. Because guess what? Those things that we've already mentioned or those things that you thought about earlier— those things are glorious to you. If we're using the word glory in the biblical sense, not in the, not in the worldly sense, if we're using the word glory in the biblical sense, then those things that are the biggest things on your heart and your mind, those are the things that you are glorifying. Those are the things that are glorious to you. Um, the word uh, glory, uh, glorify, right, as you see up there, it means to give a positive opinion of something to give a positive estimation of something, uh, to hold something in high, right, when you think positively of something, when, you, when, when uh, something is really cool and you want to tell other people about it, guess what? You think a lot about it. It's the biggest thing on your mind. 
Um, you, you, you hold it in high regard. You speak well of it to other people. If something is glorious, right, then it exists in the most exalted state, which is to say that it just is higher in your estimation. It's, it's above other things. There's like normal things and then there's glorious things, right? It, it's, uh, 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 it, it exists in a most exalted state. In the Old Testament, the word glory actually means weight or weighty. So it's a little bit different, but if you literally put it on a scale, right, and, and this is the glorious thing, it would go zoop, right? Because that's the glorious thing. It's the weighty thing. It holds more weight in your heart and your mind than anything else does. It's the most important thing. It's the biggest thing on your mind. It's the biggest thing to you. And so, so here's the deal, right? When we glorify the wrong thing, <laughs> the result is no peace. Worst case scenario. Um, when we glorify the wrong thing, um, not worst case scenario, there's just little peace, or it's a momentary, shallow kind of peace that doesn't last forever. Um, scripture tells us that God alone is glorious. That shouldn't be earth-shattering to you, but I want to walk through just a couple of different sections where we see that and the, and the language that Scripture uses um, to just kind of drive home that point to you, right? God alone is glorious. Genesis chapter 14. This is cool. This is way, way before Jesus. Genesis chapter 14, there's a guy named Abraham and a guy named Melchizedek. And, uh, and, and what do they call God? They say, God most high. Do you see that language? The biggest thing. The, the biggest thing on their minds, the biggest thing in their minds is this God, our God, that we worship. Um, There's thousands of years before Jesus, and, and these two guys call God the Most High God. Uh, Book of Psalms, over and over again, right? We see this parallel, uh, the Lord Most High. Right? It's a way of saying that the Lord, right, the God that we worship, is the Most High thing. He's the biggest thing. There is nothing and no one bigger than God. Isaiah chapter 6, such a, uh, an, an incredible uh, uh, little moment in Scripture. Uh, Isaiah chapter 6 is this moment when Isaiah the prophet sees God seated on a throne. Here's what it says. I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, listen to this, high and lifted up. Do you see the glory glorifying language in that verse? I saw the Lord seat, sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And the angels around that throne said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Uh, for the first time in Scripture, we get this idea that the Lord is the Most High, that the Lord is the one that is lifted up, and that means glory. Uh, for him and for the whole world. In Hebrews chapter 2, um, that we read earlier, right? Only Jesus is crowned in what? Glory and honor. Everything else is below Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 14. You probably know this one pretty well. In a way that only an angel can, listen to the words. Glory to what? To God. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. Um, one angel appears to these shepherds out in the field. And uh, it's the night that Jesus was born. 
And, and, and the first words that that angel says to the shepherds, just see this, do not be, what, afraid. Uh, today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And, and then after that moment, the, 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 the skies open up. And not just one angel, but a multitude of the heavenly hosts, right? A multitude of angels, more angels than you could ever possibly count. What do they say? Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. It just like brings all these things together, right? You get this idea of glorifying God. The angels are saying, hey, we think God's super cool. There's nothing cooler than God. There's nothing better than God. Look to him. Glory to God, what? In the highest. It's the same language as Abraham and Melchizedek and David in the Psalms, right? And later on in the book of Hebrews, that, that God is the highest. Glory to God in the highest and peace, wholeness. This isn't just like, oh, there's not going to be any fighting anymore. This is, no, there's an absence of conflict. And hey, there's an absence of conflict between you and God. And there's an absence of conflict now between you and other people because we all know that God wins. Glory to God in the highest and peace. Peace on earth. Um, the results of glorifying God and letting him be the biggest thing is peace. And that's not peace that's earned. It's not peace that is deserved. It's not even peace that you're looking for. The shepherds aren't looking for peace that night, but they get it. They get it because it's a gift. It's not strived for. It's not something that you work towards. It's a gift that God gives to you and to the world. Um, okay, can I give you a really simple practical tool? No, maybe I'll just sit down. I'll just sit. I should just sit, yeah. Um, here, here's the really simple practical tool. Um, it, everybody has a mirror at home somewhere? Maybe? You don't have to like looking in the mirrors. <laughs> but I just want to be clear that you've got a mirror. Okay, so, so everybody's got a mirror at home. And, and so this is something that you can do at home. And something that I would suggest to you is that um, at least uh, maybe, maybe once a week, uh, I, I don't know what this would look like for you, but maybe once a week, you just write down the things that are the biggest things in your mind. And, and uh, just... Uh, leave God off that list and, and just think about all the other things that are the biggest things on your heart or on your mind. And so for me, uh, the, the four things that I put up earlier, of course, are, the, uh, are, are legitimate things. And I would say my to-do list is, uh, is one of the biggest things on my uh, heart and mind. And then um, my, my work, that dreaded four-letter word, right, would be, the, uh, would be one of the other things. And so you just write it down. Just write it down on the mirror. Um, and then what you do is, uh, is you take your, your marker, that's probably not a permanent marker, that wouldn't be good, right? You want to, what are these called? Dry erase markers, right? Just to be clear. Um, you just want to cross it out. Um, this is your way of confessing your sin to God the Father Almighty. Um, to just owning it and saying, hey God, I'm sorry that I put something above you. I'm sorry that I exalted something else besides you. Um, I, I'm sorry that, 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 that I put other things before you. 
And guess what? It's kind of a safe place. The only people that are going to see that are you and the people that live in your home. Um, this is just our admission of our sin. And then after you uh, take that time to say, hey, these are the biggest things on my heart and my mind, um, you, and, and you cross it out, of course, you write a, a less than sign. Just kind of like this. Super simple. You know where I'm going now? And then after that, you just write the word Jesus. And I like to write it real nice and big, just to remind myself that there's nothing and no one bigger than Jesus. And um, when you engage that process, guess what? All of a sudden, you get to experience this glorious peace. Uh, because all of a sudden, uh, that to-do list isn't about you performing. And all of a sudden, that work isn't about you being successful. And you get to remember that there is a King of Kings and a Lord of Lords who came and was laid in a manger um, so that you could be connected to God the Father Almighty for eternity, um, that he is crowned in glory and honor. There's nothing bigger than him. Um, what would it look like if you just did this every day? What would it look like if you did this at least once a week? Oh, maybe twice a week. But just to kind of recenter your heart and your mind on what matters most. There's a lot of big things going on in the world. There's a lot of big things going on in your life. Um, I, I kind of framed almost a lot of things that are you know, kind of bad. You might have other big things on your heart or mind that are good things, positive things. But those things aren't as big as Jesus. And so I just want to ask you to engage that simple practice. Just write it on the mirror. Admit your sin, confess it to God, and then proclaim the gospel to yourself that Jesus is the most glorious thing. And that wherever Jesus is, there is peace. Amen? Amen. Let's, uh, let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we, uh, we thank you for, we, we thank you for, for coming. <laughs> um, as Psalm 24 declared, you are the, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. There is nothing mightier than you. Um, you come as king, you come as Lord, and uh, we just want to open up our hearts and our minds to you. Uh, we're sorry for the things that we put ahead of you. Uh, we're sorry for the things that we make bigger than you. We're sorry for the distractions. We ask that you would just simply forgive us, uh, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, um, and that you would, uh, would proclaim the good news that you're bigger than all of those things. Whatever is on our heart, whatever is on our mind, you're bigger. And, and because we know that you are not just glorious, but that you're also great and gracious and good, 
<laughs> uh, we know that uh, that we'll be okay. And we've got that deep sense of well-being in our hearts. And uh, so today we just praise you. We praise you for sending the angels to point us to peace, to proclaim your glory, uh, to shout out the good news. In the name of Jesus, all God's people said, amen.